This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. What's up everyone? Welcome to Bijistan, where streamers live. In this show, we talk about everything from Seinfeld to Mirzapur. I'm your host, Siddharth Jain, and joining me as always is Gaurav Jain and Mahasha. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi guys, good to be back on this episode with all of you. How are you guys doing, man? Hi Sid, hi Gaurav. What's up guys, what's up, how's it going? Just bad times, uh, horrible times. Yeah, that's true, man. Being tired of the doom scrolling. That's crazy, no? What's happening? And uh, so anyway, man, life has to go on. So while we are helping people around each, you know, around us, we need to also get this going, record this episode, and entertain them. Yeah, I've been watching some stuff. So my first observation, you know, uh, was I can see how muted the whole Academy Award was this time, even in terms of people talking about it. Yeah. Like nobody cared to know beyond like which was the best film or something. I mean, what was your observation? Did you guys? They had it? the smallest audience in history, actually. Apparently, it was like less than half of the audience from last year, and it was—it's always been dropping anyway. But I think last year was like—I think this year was about ten million people watched it or something like that, which is mm-hmm. half of less than half of last year. So they need to come up with some kind of a strategy, man. Whatever they've got is not working. I mean, it's not an entertaining show anymore, honestly. I think with this year, it's the headspace. I don't think anybody has the headspace to really celebrate. Plus, I also think it's probably because a lot of films didn't release theatrically. Yeah, man. So the favorite yeah, commercial yeah, yeah. films are not there. I mean, as nominations or whatever in consideration. So I mean, large part of the yeah. fans don't see the art house films. So I think that's also a factor. That's absolutely true, Sid. But I still think that the show itself has been like dying for a. remake like a makeover dude like something needs to happen i think happen. it's a shift no generally i think awards are getting less important for the consumer i think maybe in some way yeah 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 for sure i mean um, i mean look at film fair awards and screen awards even in india i mean there used to be a time when like wow everybody used to be excited like grandfather would be excited about the film fair awards it was that kind yeah. of so what do you think so what do you think went wrong with that in india I have a theory, but you tell me what. So my theory is this: is I don't think so. At one point, when there was scarcity of content and we had a lot of free time, we would pick on things that would get our attention. In this new world that we live in, where we are short of time, too many things, social media, entertainment, there's so much happening in our lives. We don't have spare time. So then, like awards is not like on the top ten things to do to track awards. I think it's that. So I think. I think it they deteriorated because there was dilution. I think that too many too many awards came about. You know, five six. Yeah. True, true. I think that's also an important factor. That's exactly my thought, actually. Like just too many awards and uh, and also like a massive sort of focus on box office. I think that's the other mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, they, they focus on success rather than like performances or whatever. So you don't see any brave choices. And also, and I, I this might be a, might be a small number of people who think this, but. The fact that they they're not live anymore, like a delayed live, right? It's now like a week or ten days later they add in those crazy performances which are filmed separately in the middle of the broadcast. Hmm. So it became very broadcast centric. So it's really about okay, how much money can I make off of the broadcast and less about the the actual award show, right? Yeah. So so to me that's kind of where it went off the went off the rails. Uh, so anyway, you know the once they started doing that, let's yeah. get this out of the anyway. way. The Academy Awards. Well, I don't think our listeners also yeah. are excited, but like. Your favorite yeah. films, films that you watched? Any, you want to quickly talk about that? 
yeah so i, I i'll um, you know talking about really happy for for chloe uh, who won you know becoming the first woman of color to sort of win um, an academy award and only the second mm. woman in history for best director um so i i you know funnily i watched nomad land yesterday like i texted you guys and i i finished watching it yeah. one go and i texted a friend of mine and i said is it possible has it ever happened to you that you watch a f- movie for the first time and it literally just becomes your favorite movie or just gets into your top 10 of all time or something i think that's happened to me with nomad land maybe it's to do with headspace maybe it's to do with everything that's going on right now um you know with mortality with with the questions of existence and all of that and oh my god i i thought nomad land was the hug that i needed mm. um what a fucking masterpiece just visually uh, you know francis mcdormand is my i mean that could be biased because she is my favorite contemporary uh, mm. film actor Frances McDormand and Jessica Chastain but yeah uh, what an incredible performance um the direction the dialogue it's just such a personal space and and you know i think i could look at there are many shots that you know Frances McDormand is you know with that very far away look just staring into the distance mm. um and me- I-, i could look at her do that all here i think it's very meditative very therapeutic for me great dialogue i must must watch in my opinion interesting one of your favorite films Yeah, most definitely, I think. Got it. So, yeah. Yeah. So the funny thing is, I think I think the films were quite strong, man. I think they're definitely tremendous. Like I thought, Minari was amazing. I thought it was a great film. It's like the whole American dream aspect of it. It's very well acted. It's also I have a special sort of place in my heart, at least for like any film that is like a really really small budget film, because I've worked on small budget shit, so I know what it takes. Mm. Like you don't do it for the money, you know. You do it because you love what you're doing and. and it shows with that film man it's it's just such a spectacular film it's also very weird to look at because you're seeing this asian sort of family in in like you know like a you know california midwest whatever you want to call it that sort of farm like it just seems like a very disjointed narrative because you don't really see those kind of stories very often so so that was also really interesting it's a very it's a great story it's a great perform seriously great performances in there uh i thought it was great i haven't seen nomad land yet but i want to check it out i checked out the father by the way which i thought was uh it was great performances i mm. i didn't really i didn't really enjoy the film as much per se like i mean the 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 performances kind of kept me going uh that kept me in the film but i i didn't think it was a great film at all i and i honestly don't know like anthony hopkins has been around for so long it's kind of hard to separate the performance from the actor now like the personality or whatever so i don't know if it's Uh, his performance was great or not because you know he also looks like anthony hopkins like hardcore like pretty much most of the time so it's kind of hard to say how great a performance it is honestly i was really putting my money on sound of metal and riz but uh, the, maybe that's just because you know we're indians or whatever but uh, but yeah i thought i thought they had some tremendous films in there uh, mm. it's a pretty great crop of films so people should definitely go check out uh, nomadland and you know minari i think was great uh another round i think is like a spectacular film as well i think it's going to be remade now from what i've heard so uh with uh, dicaprio dicaprio yeah that's yeah. a spectacular film i mean i love matt nicholson anyway so uh people should definitely go check that film out good 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 crop man i good. think it's a good crop it's a pity that the year is so shitty and the in the ceremony itself is just now so bad that you know it's hard to keep yourself interested but uh good films nonetheless yeah. i don't think you should take anything away from the titles that are in there true even nomad land actually was yeah, made for just like you know 5 million dollars which is nothing for the us ah it's nothing so in yeah. fact minari is like a sub uh, i think it's a 
3 million dollar film or something man something mm. crazy like that which is what i'm saying it's like these really like there's like a whole new movement now it seems like see yeah. that 50 million dollar drama film has gone and yeah. now people are making films on like these 2 3 million dollar which budget which is amazing actually and it's amazing right and they're going everywhere like i mean there is no way that uh, like a minari or a nomadland doesn't make 5 6 7 times its uh, money back you know with with all all like with, with satellite with this and that all of that built in plus box office i mean i think the profitable film. films is back with a bang i think you know, also you know what's happening in india i think you know with, with films like paglet and ram prati yeah. tervi i think you know i think the whole idea of box office because it's it's forcing people to think smarter and just think how you can make you know something which will appeal to more people for less completely i think it's that whole push and pull argument yeah. right if i'm already paying subscription yeah. and it's there and it's not going to be good i'm not going to waste my time dude yeah. i'll be like okay 10 minutes into is now working my barrier of sort of exiting that is so small i can just switch to a different title in about 5 minutes so uh so definitely they they're going to have to think long and hard about it because just because you have a big movie star in there yeah nobody wants to put up with that nonsense anymore yeah also uh, coming back to nomadland you know oh, i was just uh, googling Chloe, you know, after I watched the film last night, after Mahesh told me it's on Hot Star. You know, this is her third film, man. Like, it's not like she's a veteran. Yeah, she's a third. Yeah. And by the way, yeah, and she's directing a, a Marvel film after this. So I'm very, very curious to see where she goes yeah. from here on. Very interesting. She's directing a big uh, Marvel movie, and you know, in fact, again with Chloe Zhao, I think after a very long time, um, I've actually been interested. I, I have no interest in contemporary filmmakers per se, um, but after a very long time. I literally told my friend last night I said that you know I'm actually waiting mm. to see what this person makes next. I can't wait to watch uh, what her next um, subject choice of subject is and it's the Eternals. I mean she's directing the Eternals so she's going from you know a 5 million nomad land to the Eternals. I'm very very curious. I mean that and, and the Eternals has got everybody, right? It's got Richard Madden, it's got Salma Hayek, it's got Angelina Jolie, it's got Kate Harrington. So I'm very very curious how she goes from 5 million to maybe I don't know 150 million or more. It's going to be pretty pretty crazy, yeah. but you know what's really uh, you know interesting with this film is that you know it's not really the kind of film i would really watch and enjoy because it you know one and award it sort of you know got my attention but you know it kind of lingers the you know after watching it yeah. late last night in the morning i was like it didn't leave my mind and you know i wanted to discuss yes. that and actually ask you guys you know what do you think works for a story like this because it's not a story that's most relatable as a story and as a character yeah it's not the most entertaining film it doesn't have any great plot it's a story of this one character and we just follow that journey but you know like is it the mood is it the way it's shot is it you know uh do we feel a lot of you know empathy for people like her and then that's what draws us like it's you know i really want to understand what is it that's really working for this film for people who watch it and they really like it So for me I think it's the sense of um you know the the questions that you ask yourself about what could have been what could have not been I think once you reach a certain mm. age um especially with quarter life crisis being a very real concept especially in urban India um I believe that you know the fact that it's got a sense of escapism for me I thought that hey you know what if my life was like that um you know what if i were to what if everything crumbled and i just took out a car and i said screw this this is the rest of my life i'm just going to live on the road now and meet all these interesting people and i also think it's the philosophy said you know that incredible dialogue where he says that you know i don't believe in a final mm. goodbye um 
and i just tell people that i'll see you down also the road that man. line and you know when I, that guy says are you homeless and she says no i'm houseless i thought that was that houseless was cool. yes right. absolutely so i i just think the i think it's got this sense of vicarious escapism and adventure also i i i personally thought it was very relatable said i think the 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 theme of urban mm. loneliness you know that or, or for example you know there's that woman um who says a great line she said you know at, at 75 you know she said i've been working f- since i was 12 i've worked 63 years of my life in corporate america and i'm left with 350 dollars in my bank account mm-hmm. um do i think that that's going to be the story of many indians in this generation i think so i think so i think so yeah I, uh, I, so in fact i thought it, it was very relatable in fact you know how how i haven't i haven't seen the film but i have a question how different is this from say uh you know uh into the wild Oh, it's very different. It's it's just thematically very very different. Okay. It's it's uh, you know in fact I I'd say it's probably a lot more um, evolved in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also just it just celebrates grief. Uh, you know, and it, and it makes you question that you know I mean this is what, a, what is one, a lot of grief going one, around nowadays, dude. I mean, it's a you know crazy what? time, right? Yeah. So that's the thing about yeah. Nomadland. You know, while you know the character. doesn't seem to be the classic happy person you know the cliched happy person yeah, yeah. but you know but she's, she's very resilient yeah, exactly. i think she's very resilient she's very, yeah. you know uh, she's very content with the way life is and she's chosen this life because she gets op- opportunities to not live like this and she actually yeah. chooses to live like this and be on this journey and actually it becomes so aspirational ki wow what the fuck man what a life I mean, you know, and yeah. that thought—you know—it's—it's it's kind of like that "Zindagi na mile dobara" kind of feeling you get. And yes. I felt, you know, it's probably—it's—it's yes. it's just that thing which makes you. So the moment it makes you think about your own life, right? I think that's Absolutely. where you sort of hit the nail. Ki, yeah, this will work for that person. And also the background score, right? Said, oh, yeah. like I said, I mean, you know, to repeat, when she's just looking into the mountains and you've got that incredible piano yeah. in the background and the way it's shot, I think I can just—oh my Beautiful. god, well, yeah, it's incredible. incredibly short yeah so i mean it just like i said i mean to me honestly it was like the warm hug that i really really needed especially and mm. no spoilers here but it will resonate with that last scene um i think it's the best ended ending i've seen of a movie in a really yeah. really long time uh, you know it's just so interesting i'm going to check sure. this out today yeah. man for sure with yeah. low expectations huh? no yes, but i'm yes, i'm a, I'm a huge fan of frances mcdormand yeah. man she's been amazing so really i mean she's like the closest yeah. Yeah, and she's the closest you'll get to like a Meryl Streep-esque sort of streak of uh, you know great performances in a in a in a in a, yeah. in a row. She's been super consistent. Her earlier film, which was that uh, three billboards outside, yeah. three billboards outside uh, uh, Ebbing, Ebbing Missouri, yeah, and then yeah. it was uh, I think it was uh, Fargo is the other one she won for. I think hmm. so. Yes. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, she's got three Oscars yeah, now as well, so. and then so well deserved. Uh, so well yeah, deserved. Yeah, for sure. I, I, mean, I mean, if have you all watched the? Uh, the octopus documentary my octopus I friend did. i yeah. did yeah what do you think of that sorry sorry i've just sort of i just jumped i just jumped anything i just talk about nomadland <laughs> except that please watch it i think but i i say i think sid is fantastic when he says that please watch it with low expectation because when i watched it i thought it are yaar ye ek aur rt pretentious boring picture hogi uh, you know and it's just one because of its politics or the people involved but i was stunned and i really think it's going to make it to my top 15 uh, if of the decade if not all time mm-hmm. you know for sure good man that's a strong yeah i thought the docu was i well, i thought i thought it was quite weird uh my octopus teacher <laughs> uh 
it's just fucking weird man like i i think it's amazing that they went there and like somebody thought this is something that they'll uh that they'll do uh so i i love the weirdness of it i i don't necessarily i mean it's a fucking octopus guys come on uh, do you know what i mean it's just weird you're a vegetarian <laughs> to no? me it is i know i am i am but i'm just like it's uh, aren't you are you a vegetarian as well right See? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, it, I just thought it was weird. It was, it was really quirky. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. But I didn't see any of the other documentaries in the in the list, so I don't know how it is. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, but it was it was really well made. Like it's really well shot and stuff. Like proper high quality. It's definitely not a cheap piece of work for sure. Yeah. I mean, how did they raise the money for them like this? I mean, I'm really. I mean, how's all that I'm wondering about that. Like how do you end up making something like this? How do you get the money? like a Netflix production? Like they paid for this, right? Somebody must have pitched it to them, or yeah. But how like does that, the right? pitch work for something like this? I mean, I was just imagining that you know, if I had to go and pitch something like this, there's I'd... a lot of drugs involved. I'm guessing. You <laughs> but, know what I mean? Like everybody's high. But it's amazing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I thought the last half hour for the documentary was really, uh, it really. I mean, I really was like you know completely sucked into it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the first but Sid, ten minutes was great. Yeah, and then yeah, it gets repetitive in the middle, and then how, how do you think the how do you think the pitch works? Like, what do you think happened? Like, some guy said, "So there's this octopus," and then you know, and then <laughs> like, where do you think it goes from there? I I don't think there was a pitch. I think he made it and then probably licensed you it think? after making uh, studios like, watch it. Is my uh, assumption could be. I think so. I think that seems the logical. Logical backstory for something like this. Interesting. I mean, I can't there's even like imagine. Indi- there's an Indian connection to this as well. I don't know what it is. Like, I saw a couple of people on my Twitter timeline. One or two of them were being thanked or something. Yeah, I don't remember who it was. Yeah, and... or because one of the producers, uh, uh, you know, she's Indian. Okay. No, I saw somebody on my timeline who had worked on it. I can't remember who it was now. I'll check. Uh, somebody local. Don't tell me there's the VFX uh, or the octopus. <laughs> outsourced to India yeah pro- India. probably that wouldn't surprise me at all but I, I I also found it again I actually quite enjoyed it um, again it's not something I would have ever watched I have absolutely no interest in all of this uh, but you know because of Oscar bait and yeah. it kept showing up on my Netflix no, just, I, said, I watched it because it's so fucking weird like it's just such a weird, weird yeah. fucking idea you know it's like those Yorgos Lanthimos films dude they're just so fucking out yeah. there that you have to watch but you know <laughs> But I also found it very meditative. Again, I, you know that whole uh, every Hopping? time he's yeah. underwater, which yeah. is I mean most of the film, it just felt very. I don't know. I felt a sense of peace. I felt my OCDs calm down. I don't know. It just felt very calm. It just felt I very surreal. Th- so I actually quite well, enjoyed you know, it. I the guy's voice is the you know the main yeah, protagonist, yeah, yeah. and then he goes cure for yeah. it. Yeah. 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 You know, I just felt after <laughs> ten minutes it was hypnotic. So it would it would the format is simple, right? You go underwater. It's just like, so like, you know, like visually it's like, wow. And then he's back on the table, he's talking. And then again, he's going back. And you know, his persistence of going back again and again and again and again. Dude, I'm telling you, there's science to that drug of addiction. You know, it's the sound, it's the visual. It's it's it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. great technique what they've used in that documentary. It's just, I think if you replace that octopus with some other animal, or any other fish, you would probably have the same result of the resilience of the yeah, person. I was just, I, More than the I, octopus, yeah, I think it's the guy. Yeah. It's a guy's story, right? But I think I think that's what it is, right? It probably teaches you about like like the cycle or circle of life or whatever, right? Like the it just carries I was on. Impressed with that, that guy, and I was like, dude, this guy is inspiring. <laughs> if I can do any task like this for a year, 
it'll be like amazing yeah. for me i'll be my life will change also like so tell so tell me one thing like how do you even know if it's the same fucking octopus though like you know what i mean like <laughs> I, that's what i was wondering when i was watching it like how do i know if it's the same guy like what you haven't tagged it or anything like it could be the same fucking species some other one yaar matlab no but i had the same thought that I, you know a lot of it did does seem very manufactured because wo exact wohi camera angle pe usko aana yeah, and so you know what i'm saying like matlab kya same octopus no i don't think there were too many octopuses there it's like one of the because he said no it's very rare to actually find an octopus and spot one ah. and then it's very rare to see where they stay where they live in the in which case he said wo to aise bol wo to bol raha hai yaar i am not okay i'm not doubting that the lying but i'm saying no my like when like this is the first question i said yeah how did he keep going back it's not like a fucking tiger in the jungle yaar i mean he's not going to keep coming to me right i mean they go away do whatever right. like how do you know it's the same one like i can't identify different freaking you know the same same octopus ka species mein differentiate kaise karega that'll be the punchline what if it's like a different one altogether you know he finds out later that'll be like a hilarious thing I mean, you know you know what if he, what if it's his own pet who is fucking yeah, put there whatever. or something that's possible know. as well be... can you have a pet octopus that's the other question that i don't think it's legal but i you know i actually wanted to watch finding nemo after the documentary so i did watch about 10 minutes of the film <laughs> really like i said i have to watch i mean i love that film so much and i was like dude i have to go back to finding nemo oh man my my daughter loves it as well i don't know my daughter was just going like number one animation films and no but said you know you spoke about how and where they stay you know that was another question that kept lingering in my mind because he he the, the bugger's house is right down right um and you know with every year the people live people actually live like this with water i mean water See, comes really smashing water. into waves south bombay people will never get how people other like other people live in other parts so it's okay Don't try, <laughs> but I I just want to be very clear. I'm not in South Bombay, and I haven't been for a month now. So oh, you know, I know very well how people. So yeah, I no no, and I don't feel like myself. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like I can't wait to just land so back in Bombay and just be myself. My Gurgaon teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even in Gurgaon. I'm it's like terrible. in near Mera, dude. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy here. No, that was said being yeah, metaphorical yeah, yeah, yeah. because South Bombay people go Gurgaon and Faridabad. Me, different. Like, where should you come from? Get Mirat. He said Faridabad. There is South Bombay and there is the rest of India. Is how I look at it too. Yeah. You know, whether it's north or south, it's just the rest of India. By the R-O-I. way, uh, this brings me to that uh, documentary which I then saw immediately after this because Netflix, you know, just threw it on my face. Sea Spiracy. Yes, how is yeah. that? I've been meaning to watch. So I mean, you know, uh, so it's very factual. right uh but it's like wow man you know i just it just exposes how this whole the business of seafood is and how it's ruining the world and obviously the the wow. ocean and yeah stuff. somebody somebody told me that i'll never be able to eat fish again so maybe that's why i'm not watching oh, it oh yeah but you know people who who eat seafood they must watch the document it's just it's just information that you should have that when i'm eating seafood this is what is happening behind the scenes i think it's it's wow, okay. so it's It's not like a wow documentary, but it's a it's something that should be watched. So it's, I watched like the first half hour, and then I fast forward a little bit, and then gets repetitive. But uh, and then I watched the the end. But, and it's 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 also crazy that I think the Netflix algo thinks that because you watched Octopus, My Octopus Teacher, you're gonna actually want to watch Seaspiracy, <laughs> right? Like just because they both have anim- like whatever. Yeah, like I'm a sea person know, now. Freaking yeah, exactly. But, like but oh. Laura, what next? I hope they don't. I hope Titanic doesn't show up on our algorithm. <laughs> Next is Titanic and Jaws. I don't think that. I don't think they have Titanic though. I think Titanic will be at Hotstar. Ah. That's probably why it's not showing up. 
and and maybe water world i, water world. I don't think anybody has water world or do they yeah that's true. i don't think kevin costner yeah, would want exactly. to license i don't it. think he want to talk about water world he's one of those guys yeah huh? yeah no it's a crazy film have you seen it water world yeah yeah Yeah, long I back. saw it in the theater too, like long, long ago. Yeah, like yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, 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 I mean, unless it's got like some serious connection to each other or like a loose world that you're creating. Mm-hmm. If it's not that, if it's just like okay, we got four guys, we'll make four disparate films. Yeah. On the human condition, uh, that to me is like just lazy. I don't care about that shit. It's, so I just watched it out of curiosity, yeah, so I, though, but I did watch it. Ah, huh. what do you think? Well, you know, uh, you know, I think if one puts in the context of our industry, right, where we are, where we were a few years ago, and how it's sort of, you know. moving so when netflix and randharma do a deal right they can make anything that they want to make but then if you choose to do something like this which is take four you know interesting filmmakers interesting offbeat story so the the kind of short films which are there as part of ajit dastans would not get made otherwise nobody can make them you'll never get the money to shoot them the way you could Should these? But see, are them. they are they good though? I mean, yeah. I, I get so what you're saying. That. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That. So yeah. you know, for me, who's not the natural audience for something like this, I enjoyed them. I watched all. I mean, I didn't like. So I would say I like three. The fourth one was okay. But I think uh, it's important to tell these stories because I think uh, these are all relevant stories for a generation, which is in India. They're on Netflix. so i think it uh, you know telling these stories in an entertaining way in a slightly enticing way you market it and it's you know dharma it's got somin mishra who's there who's helping i think get you know these stories out over there i think overall it's a great effort and i am glad that dharma is doing this because they can very easily never do this you know they don't have to do this for anything that's a that's a that's a fair that's a fair point actually i'll i'll buy that i i i completely agree with you on that front but like you know uh, i i it was fun it was fun enough. and i think you uh, know it was fun yeah. because uh, you know so interesting writing you know interesting directing interesting acting you know actors doing you know so the cast is interesting no big stars no big directors no big names right and i love it because when you can make a you know story stick with no names and not have the pressure of making a two hour film you know it's great i think it's a great way to platform you know different stories different talent together so that they get more opportunities for longer format but then i i struggle so i struggle with one aspect of this right so why even put them together as a film because they aren't a film right like i remember the last one they did which was i think was La- was it was it last stories is that ghost stories hmm. and last yeah, stories yeah so the last stories i can understand right there's a there's a thematic connect and then you're going through like maybe various aspects of last or whatever and you know that just at least has like a context like like here is is there like a context to it yes. are they just they're all socially yeah. so they're all talking about you know social okay. issues among the uh, lower rung of society and how mm. they exploited you know how uh, the privileged class treats them mistreats them and exploits them and it's not like the white tiger no no it's way better than the white tiger okay i mean 
Yeah, it's okay. it's different. What, what checking out you're saying there? I think you should check it out for like you know. Yeah, I like can't plan that. You know, something like this is happening. It's not like I'll sure. go and watch it again it and just, again. But you know, and plus I thought right. it, you know it got a pretty interesting reaction from the audiences. I I was seeing good wow. praise around. So not bad. No, interesting. I'll check it out. Not earth shattering. So I'll ask you a question, Sid. Now, now for somebody like me, and I and I think there's a lot of uh, listeners out there, maybe or viewers. Uh, uh, you know, I, I let let's not get into whether India has the culture of anthology viewing or not, and it's great that stuff like that is getting made. Now, for for somebody like me, like I have no interest in um, mm. short film or short yeah. formats at all, personally. I mean, not very yeah. personal sort I of. A, uh, so, oh, so so you're saying it's still worth yeah, checking I out. I never watch films. Never. Yeah, same. I hate yeah, that format with all due respect. I, mean, I, like, I only watch anthology. Yeah, I, agree. Yeah. For, I struggle with it. For me, it was just yeah. you know, I was just curious, like. What are these guys up to? Correct. Like Wild Tales is possibly the only thing that I love, and it's one of my favorite films in mm. that genre, so as to speak. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's a you know it's not something which I would naturally go and watch, not at all. I just watched it out of curiosity, and I want to see you know. So see, these are all imp- the most important players in our business. Netflix and Dharma. Mm-hmm, you know, so it's very mm-hmm. important to see, you know, because these guys, if these guys don't, so for example, if they had just made love stories or love dastans, or say, boss, what are you Dharma, okay, aisa kar rahe ho. Now, when they're doing something different, we have to support it. We have to watch it. No, that's, a fair, good, that's a fair point. Because if they, because I think it's a very brave move for them to do this. It's very brave. It's very brave. It's very, uh, and it helps the industry. Doing something like this helps the industry. It helps, but so many but ways. but you know when it comes to the format, I just struggle with the format itself. Like nothing, no to take away nothing from what you're saying. Yeah, is a great series. No, exactly like, think about it like like Guy Ritchie films, right? They're all like anthologies only. It's just that they converge Correct. at various points through the narrative, and that's what keeps it interesting. You gotta make that effort, man. Somewhere, so you gotta have these stories connect. It can't separately. be it can't be four short films. Sure, yeah. you know what something I mean. Something that's like, one, yeah. Which yeah. have nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah, but that can also be a separate format. No, there can always be four stories that can, you know, get linked at the end. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's like Ludo. You end up with Ludo. Yeah, but please understand one thing. The thing is, <laughs> you know, development is so difficult when you do that. But in this case, you you get one director telling boss, you find your writer, mm. you write your one story of 30 minutes and come to the Yeah, it's, in three clinically, months, I, I get what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, clinically, it makes sense. No, also, I think, yeah, but that's more academics. Yeah, that's yeah. A, I mean, you're not going to hold a placard while the film is playing to the audience. Absolutely. This is how it was Absolutely. developed. Yeah. But I think it also right. works for the digital audience who can watch it one at a time. Like, I watched it in like two or three installments. So I watched one, chalo, okay, Let's do something. Do you, think, do you think we're going to stop watching fucking films at this rate or what? Because we can't watch shit for more than 40 minutes. Like, is that what's going to happen? No, I think it's... Like, evolution... Is that the evolution of freaking mankind? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's it's on demand. I fucking hope so, man. Look at the American... Look at the American box office last weekend. Yeah, I mean, 150 million in three weekends. Uh, but of course, they have a robust vaccination drive. So, you know, I, I think by October, and November, we should... The, must bowl, the, bhai, must bowl, must bowl. the way it, the way it is going, <laughs> I know people whose freaking uh, appointments have been cancelled after getting there. It's a so grand mess, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant too. Complete. Speaking of brilliant, did you guys watch uh, Ram Prasad Ki Teri? Yes, I watched it. Yeah, I was at the studio when we commissioned it. So I think you guys should talk about it more. I saw it. I thought it was entertaining in parts. I thought it was definitely way better than Paglet. Uh, you know, they had great sort of these 
actors that they collected, you know, this is a great ensemble and, and they did a good job, mm. you know, all of them separately. And uh, I struggled with some aspects of it, you know, and, and I thought it ended a, a bit weird. Uh, you know, I, I wish that, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for people, so I don't know, but you know, the whole thing is about that one loan that his wife's taken. I wish that was a, they would have brought up that a little bit earlier in the film so that that's something you're trying to figure out as is kind of going on instead of sort of bringing it up and then resolving it very quickly in the end. Yeah. And also uh, I struggled with the way the, the wives were portrayed, you know, like the, the very, very North Indian dynamic to it. Very, very cliched. I thought they're sort of these shrewish wives who get together and make fun of the outsider. They don't want to take care of the mother-in-law. I kind of struggled with that whole uh, portrayal. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. You know, they could have dialed that down a little bit. But uh, so thoda cliches tha. And, uh, you know, and there were certain certain parts of it which were really weird. Like that part where Manoj Pawa is getting drunk and he's talking about seeing his parents naked. I didn't understand the fucking point of that. Like, I was like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Like, why <laughs> is that whole thing even exist? I don't know. But Gaurav, let me, I'll interrupt you for one second because it's connected to what you're saying saying, and I'm very curious to know both your opinions. Uh, you know, I, I felt that the film was peppered with such inconsistencies, if you know what I'm saying. And um, like, for example, even that whole Konkana and Vikrant Massey angle, that whole yeah, slightly yeah. Again, incestuous... Again, super again, I, weird. I think it has anything to do with the... Uh, no, but did you think it, it felt inconsistent or you thought that it's a great No, no, I completely of, agree. I thought it was super inconsistent. It didn't fit. It was very incongruous. It was very sort of at right angles with the with where the film was and also that whole relationship like you know i think they tried to sort of they spent so much time building up all these relationships and then like sort of rushing through certain aspects of it like why his wife and uh konkona sen sharma and his uh, and her husband are having issues and that whole other stuff you know why are these issues existing they just wrap it up in like a fucking flashback or like in a you know where she's going and having that she eavesdrops on her mother-in-law. Like, like this is just the way they went about it was really like, I thought silly, like why get into it, you know, uh, in that way, they, all these things should have just been written better in my opinion uh, and played better. So I completely agree. Several such inconsistencies in there, you know, which don't fit with the character at all. Uh, I, also there's a plenty of hypocrisy that they should have sort of included, which they didn't, I think uh, during the whole process. And, but I enjoyed it on the whole more than I enjoyed Puglet for sure. And I think it's got to do with the fact that it's possibly the best roster of um, talent that I've seen in a really long time in terms of acting uh, prowess. Oh, for sure. So I agree. I mean, you know, for me also, I thought, I mean, it was much better than Puglet, more enjoyable. And the things that, you know, Gaurav pointed out, some scenes were like, are they the same film? It was suddenly just like go off tangent. Like that whole seeing the parents naked, I thought that was really bizarre. And the end, you know, the whole spine of the loan was completely not used at all. And yeah, exactly. it just ended exactly. in a very, uh, just a disappointing end. But on the whole, I think what really worked for me was great performances, of course. Terrific, just to see these actors act. But I thought, barring a few scenes here and there, I think the characters are very, very relatable. Like, for example, you know that in North India, most people are like this, cliched. And because if this film didn't have those cliched characters, like the Mamaji and the Pupaji and the Jijaji, you know, it would not yeah. hit home. So I think while those cliches yeah, sure. were required to also, I think it was a great way to expose, you know, society. And it's, I really enjoyed it. You know, for me, the first three-fourth of the film was was great fun. And 
quirky, interesting, yep. and great cast, and just enjoyed it. Watching. No, I, I, I think I fully agree with you, sir. In terms of uh, being relatable, I think this is it, right? Uh, so many, uh, I'm saying maybe middle to lower middle class families. You always have that one uh, brother who smokes secretly. Yeah, you have, yeah. You know, you have the, sure. like the quirks, for example. You know, yeah. that uncle who only speaks in English when he can't speak proper English. Um, and then you've got the over enthusiastic uh, son-in-law who's. Uh, you know, bartering over the price of wood <laughs> for the funeral thing. <laughs> yeah. I think those, I think those, those, were, spot those, 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 those were, were spot on. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I just struggled with the way the, the wives were treated because I, I think, I think, uh, I think, well, I don't know much about South Indian households, but in the North Indian households, women have a lot more say and, you know, they aren't exactly like these shrewish characters who get together and laugh in the kitchen and make fun of people. I just, you know, there's a lot more they contribute, right. And, you know, to kids and, and to husbands and to the rest of the family at large. And, I just thought it was a missed opportunity the way they were portrayed. But it's okay. I mean, I guess it's not supposed to be a social message film yeah. or anything. It's largely supposed to be entertaining. And it was mostly entertaining. I just wish they had made some made fewer weird choices. But I had a question. Has the director, the she has she Seema Pawa, right? The actor. Has she made anything else before? Yeah. No, I think it's the first film as a director. No, this is it's a first film. Yeah. She's directed a few plays, if I'm not mistaken. But I think uh, cinematically, this is a first pretty, film. Pretty good uh, gig, man. She's a terrific actor. Yeah. She's a terrific actor. Yeah, and she's married to. I guess she's married to uh, Manoj Pawar. Yeah, basically. look right. No, Manoj Pawar is hilarious, man. But you He's know, the only thing so. that was a problem for me in the entire film was that, dude. You know, in this age, why did they choose a theatrical first? just kill the buzz that the film gets on the first day and then take such a long time to come on digital. I think this whole business strategy was wrong. Should have just come straight to digital and would have really gotten the attention that Puglet got. I think they believe that if it does better at the in the cinemas with buzz or whatever, then they get a higher price when they go digital, right? Also said at that point, uh, there, there weren't too many films releasing. In fact, it got a 60-65 day clean run at a time where uh, we were seeing the largest decrease in yeah, cases, but the thing is, so I think Yeah, but that's my right. thing, right? I'm saying, I'm sure it's commerce because I'm sure probably they didn't get the money that Puglet got for the film. So, you know, for them, they had to release it theatrically. But, you know, the the way this film is, it's not a theatrical film. It's, it's, it's perfect for consumption on television and digital. Completely. So I think agree. it's just, Completely you know, it would have been superb if it had just made a nice, big, the market are debut on digital. And what do you think if it was what do you think if it was a funnier film? Like it was more of a comedy and see that goes to anything, certain, yeah. it's the same for argument with drama, that I had. I think for any drama if you make it funny, but not everybody can can write funny, direct funny. Yeah, and agreed, agreed, agreed. So on paper, funny will make always more more money. But I just think it's not everybody's cup of tea to to deliver that. If you if you think about uh, like like a death at a funeral, right? Which I thought was mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, at least the British version that I saw was just like insane. I thought it was, I'd almost died laughing, dude. It was so funny, right? And uh, so this is not that, right? This, this, this is more dramatic in the end. That was the, the opportunity with this. Because I thought the film will go in that direction. It exactly. Did. It's like this, you know, you take a Malamal weekly and you mix it with Ram Prasad ki Tehri. That's That's the film. You know, had this been in that tone, like a Priya Darshan, Priya Darshan, Malamal weekly had that kind of tone of comedy, right? Guys, very rustic charm. Imagine that tone of writing and directing with Ramprasad Tehri would have been a national with this kind of a cast. That would have been great. It would have been a rage because Malamal weekly was a rage at that time for that film. 
because you always hit home with uh, you know with this kind of a social home comedy of you know community comedy it never fails it always you know if it's well written and well directed you to hit bullseye i think this would also lend itself nicely to being like a small series as well man like it would have it would have worked as a as a small series as well just sort of going through like a single season or whatever yeah but you can't kill people Very, yeah, people should, can't die I, in each episode i think no? you should get tvf to <laughs> well, <laughs> I meant like obviously that the, the, the whole inciting incident is the no, death, and then you. But that's a good idea. With, like, what's up? So, so the format for this is like Made in Heaven. You got the funeral guy who goes to a different funeral each episode, and each episode yeah, is a different yeah. family. That is that is fucking macabre, but it is funny, <laughs> dude. I think Sid, that's a show, dude. Karda, I Karda, think that's a show, man. I, uh, yeah, we should, we should. I think so. I think so. I think we should. I think so. Or, I think or we maybe, should. Or, or maybe uh, in a in a classic locked house, one of them one by one they start dying, and you just do Agatha no. Christie's and then never none again. No, Mahesh. I think I like Sid's idea better. <laughs> Lakhdi wala. We call it Lakhdi wala or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else? That I watched another yeah. cool show, man. I watched this original uh, series Aspirants on YouTube. Have you all heard of it? Watched it? Sampled it? Very, very curious to sample it. I was intending to watch it this weekend, actually. Then we no, no, I haven't watched it. I haven't. So I'll just talk a little bit about it, and then you guys can, and then we can discuss it later. If you, you know, if you'll watch it in the next episode. But you know, I have come back to a TVF show. From you know, like there was a gap, but then Panchayat happened, and then Gulak happened, and then I said, you know, I have to sample this, and it was. You know, it's not like uh, it's not an earth-shattering show, but I think they've got this right, man. You know that that audience and that sweet spot of telling these uh, stories of a certain, uh, you know, this section from society, young, you know, aspirational youth and their struggles in education in an office. They just got it perfectly there. You know, they know the recipe now. So I really enjoyed the show. How does it come? How does it? How does it compare to, uh, say, a Gullak or something in terms of just quality? Uh, See, it's in the same space, same space, but with more story, more plot. Uh, it goes out of the house, you know. It's plus also it's very uh, kind of it. There is a certain section, right, which is into this whole competitive exams, UPSC or IIT or IIM, you know. So it's about the race, like they had the uh, you know the other show that they made. Calcutta Factory. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Very good show. Uh, superb, great writing. Right. Great that was the, that was the first. Yeah, that was on Prime. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a great show. Yeah, as well, a right? terrific, so I actually went show, back yeah. and started watching Kota Factory again because I had not uh, you know finished it. And I really think you know it's it's amazing how TVF has figured this out over the years and created their own brand of storytelling, which is now it's. It's also very consistent because so many people have come and gone in the management in the last few years, but there that you know that that tone of theirs of telling certain stories in a certain way and mentoring that talent and taking to the audience and getting that same love most of the times, I think it's superb. And plus, in this case, you know, it's all funded by a brand, so it also is pretty good because I mean, there are places where you know it kind of is in your face the brand. But it's okay. I'm saying, chalo, jaane do. You know, as long as the rest of the things are working, make it work, man. With no big stars. What platform YouTube, is it on? Man, this is YouTube. This is oh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. 
and they're releasing oh. i think each episode at regular intervals so four four episodes are out for the aspirants i think it's a very very different brand of content which is now and surprisingly you know it's on youtube uh, because you know we think the best yeah. content will come on netflix amazon sony etc etc and we kind of discount youtube for this kind of drama so it's interesting to see that the big daddy has something going on all the time though it's not an original by youtube but it's good to be on a platform that's free right i mean definitely interesting we'll check it out man also the thing is you know i think it clearly shows that you don't you know this is you don't need the big names now and i think that's the beauty about you know you know these kind of shows and films working when you can make things work with the audiences with just the right talent the right kind of development over a couple of years i think that really is where the gold is also for you know for people like us the business you know it has to come it has to come from fresher way of thinking and writing and then obviously you get the skill of directing to execute it in the right way but you know it really has to go in that direction the same cliched people like big bull uh, i'm not even going there again but anyway what else no agreed i completely agree completely agreed absolutely um what are you guys yeah. watching anything no what i've just been rewatching stuff man i mean i've just been rewatching a lot of comedies lately that's just like such a dark time so i'm like like let's just have some fun let's not get into like these weird places mentally you know what i've been so, like binging on last 4 5 days ha huh, what uh, the uh, rodi's auditions of season 1 2 3 4 5 i'm telling you they are gold they are amazing especially you have to watch the, the chandigarh and the pune ones are the funniest and also the world these i think go back to what 2004 or 5 right know, now, very watching this so now it's on 18 seasons and no no non woot so woot has oh, all okay. the episodes okay. right so you can go season by season uh-huh. and see the auditions only so i started with season 1 so obviously ran vijay was there as a you know contestant then contestant. uh ayushman khurana so very interesting to see their journeys and it's like 18 years ago now so it's damn cool eh? i really and it's just so entertaining i'm also watching a property that's 18 year old 18 years old it's called the wire and, mm. you know uh, i'm just rewatching it because gorov just somehow you know it's damn weird he mentioned stringer bell in the last episode when we were discussing luther and all of that and i don't know just stayed with me stayed with me and then i was on hotstar and you know mystically the wire showed up on my carousel i said and and, and i i never watch i never rewatch right mad men and lost which are my two favorite shows of all time are the only two shows that i've rewatched um and now i'm rewatching the wire and i'm on season 2 and oh man i this wire to i rewatch every year man once a year i watch it really hmm yeah, yeah yeah once a year i'll come around to it somehow a year or 18 months i'll do a rewatch and then you also realize gorav right that why it was so path breaking yeah, at a yeah. time where we discovered easily, it and you know the easily. language and just the di- i think it's got the best dialogue that's probably ever written for a series the dialogue the politics of it the relationships of it the whole self destructiveness of it and also because it's supposed to be america right this is supposed to be the right. us and you know like a reasonably large city in the us and like just the condition of people there and uh i i think it's a little bit disingenuous because it, it only focuses on one aspect of lives over there because i've been to baltimore it's not not all of it not all of baltimore's like that but right. I, i still think it sort of uh, you know it looks at these stories which which you know most people don't end up uh, telling or you hear about much right uh and it's funny to see that from the us like typically these kind of stories don't make it out you know it's it's usually a very very hollywood or sort of sanitized aspect of life and 
very mm-hmm. rarely does it look like this and you know also because uh, there's another show called the corner i don't know if you guys have heard of it uh, or seen it it's it's basically it's, it's david simon show before the wire and it's it's about the same community like the west baltimore and uh, it's but it's told from the the, the story of like a, a drug addicted family basically mm-hmm. you know it, it's like it's like a documentary it's told like a like a four documentary and it's about like a family which is drug addicted and they struggle with the whole the whole aspect of it it's like a single season i think and it was hard hitting brilliantly made uh, right a couple of years before the wire uh, so super amazing i think it did really really well as well it's just that it, the fame is sort of overshadowed by the wire so most people don't sort of know about it more or less mm. that's another terrific series as well so worth checking out but also i'd say you know for people who haven't watched the wire this is possibly the, possibly the best time to check it yeah. out six seasons pure genius you know in hd like i remember watching it and i didn't have the option of hd at all 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 seasons as well <laughs> same yeah yeah that's true but i've been watching like the office i was watching uh, man down which is my favorite comedy like of the last couple of years i don't know if you guys have watched that it's basically the story of this sort of teacher who who's like Greg Davies is really really funny and he lives at home with his mom and dad because he's like basically like you know like a middle school teacher or whatever not very successful in life and he's like a big man child and his mom does everything for him and his dad's like a bit antagonizing and he's got these one friend who's really successful not like really like moderately successful another friend of his from childhood who's like complete basket case and it's just their adventures you know in life it's just like it's really really like bitterly darkly funny and uh how this guy is going through life and uh, parts of it apparently are sort of autobiographical because like davies himself was like a teacher at one point and it has some of his experiences in there it's on netflix it's if you guys need a good laugh just check it out it's crazy uh the other thing i was watching was toast of london um uh, which again like one of the most out there comedies i've ever seen you know it's just, it's just so out there it's it's just uh it's funny as hell watch it on uh, have you guys seen toast No, uh, both of these are uh, Toast of London and uh, Man Down are both on uh, Netflix. I strongly urge you guys to check it out. Like I'll if you guys want a really good laugh, oh just definitely check it out. You know, uh very 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 funny shows. And do you There's guys like uh, sorry, do you guys like uh, uh, what we do in the shadows? I love that show. I think it's the best. So Matt Berry is is the guy in Toast of London as well. So, you know, ah, okay, so okay. he's hyper talented man. I don't understand how this guy is not doing like a series of movies out there right now. You know, uh absolutely hilarious. Brilliant musician as well and uh just check it out. Highly urge you guys to check it out. You know, Both of these shows. there was this film called uh, Downhill on Hotstar. Have you heard of it? Downhill. Julia Dreyfus is in it. And Anthony uh Bregman what's his name? It's it's basically you know it's like a it's like a comedy drama about this couple who have their two kids on the ski resort in Europe and how the relationship just goes haywire. But it's funny. Is it the one with the is it the one with the avalanche? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, oh, okay. so the film's okay, but it's all set in that snow and then it's so hot here. I was just like, I was just enjoying because <laughs> it's all snow and skiing and snow and skiing, and I was like, this is amazing. I just loved it for that. coming back to comedies uh, you know there's this is one comedy that i've been obsessed with uh, i discovered it a few years ago when it came out unfortunately not a lot of people have watched it or know about it uh, you know gorav and i just before the recording mm. we were talking about walter goggin 
this incredible yeah. actor. So Danny McBride and Walter Goggins oh, did this incredible HBO original called Vice, Vice Principles. Principles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I love it. And it's yeah, it's just two seasons, and it's on HBO on Hotstar. Um, you know, it's about these. Uh, it's set in a high school where these two vice principals are sort of you know always outdoing each other to become the principal. Till a third person is made principal, and how then they come together to for all-out mayhem and destruction. It's That's one of the funny. funniest pieces of uh, comedy really? that I've seen. It's incredible. It's, yeah, it's 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 no, what it's very I call, funny. It's uh, bitingly funny. Very very funny. I want to check it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then if it's you if you call, like uh, Danny McBride, yeah, if you like it, then you should check out Eastbound and Down as well. With uh, yeah. Danny McBride, where he basically plays this baseball player who loses all his money, gets dropped from his team, and then he has to sort of go back to his whole old hometown mm-hmm. as like this burnt-out player, and then sort of try and rebuild his life from there. And uh, it may, that's a it's again hilarious, you know, because he's this, he's really well known, but he's got no money. He's got the same attitude, and it doesn't work. You and, know, he's also in that uh, show, The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. I don't know. If that's oh, he's great in yes. that. Yeah. So yes. Danny McBride's doing a fabulous job, man. He's he's also in uh, the first time I remember enjoying him in a big film was uh, Tropic Thunder. He's the guy oh, who plays yeah. the stunt <laughs> kind of the stunt coordinator, right? He was amazing in that and. Uh, I love him, man. I just love him. He's hilarious. I actually, you know, Gaurav, I mean, I've had this theory. I mean, I've had this fantasy rather. I really want Jason Sudeikis and, and Danny McBride to do something <laughs> together. I think it would be a very interesting confluence. Right? Especially if they play the type. You know what I mean? Like if he plays like the straight guy and this guy plays his angry dude. Oh, there's like a... Because <laughs> like like, I just love how quickly he gets annoyed, right? That's like what I love about him. He's always angry. Any small yeah. thing can set him off. Is I feel very close to that kind of a character. It's very, very much like me that way. No, but also, but also in Vice Principles, once again, you know, Walter Goggins, what an incredible He's amazing, character. Man. What a performance. It's just amazing. He's just brilliant, brilliant actor, man. Brilliant actor. Okay. So, anything else uh, that we should talk about? Anything coming up that you guys are looking forward to? Mm, I don't even know what's coming up, man. I have no idea. I think either. a lot of these. I think a lot of the Oscar movies will start dropping now. Yeah, um, for sure. So assuming we'll be able to watch a lot of those. Uh, yeah, then we can watch stuff that Gaurav is watching. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, of course. Dude, like I said to you guys before, I mean, look, I've paid for every little subscription that's available in the so country. Now it's not your fault. Now, if content is not showing up over there, then it's the content owner's fault. I it's can't. Their failure. Then I it's can't. Their yeah, exactly. It's a failure. Failure of content owners. You can't blame me for whatever. No, we're not blaming you. It's just that we can't do what you do. No, no. That, that, you guys, whether you guys do or do not, you can't mention it is my point, basically. Suddenly, Gaurav, we made you like D'Angelo. You know, for anybody who's watched The Wire, we'll get this. <laughs> oh, man. Cool, man. Poor so, guy. I think on this note, Poor let's guy. wrap for now, for this episode. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, man. You guys take it easy. Yeah. You should catch up. And stay safe. Dodge the virus. Yes, yeah. you too. You too. You too. Get your vaccinations if it's possible. Yes. So, that's the episode for today. Hope you guys had as much fun as we did. Do give us your feedback on Instagram at eplogmedia and subscribe to our shows on your favorite podcast app. If you are on Apple, do rate and review Bingistan. It'll help us. Until next time, keep binging.